Hey, what's going on, everybody? Way Out Devotional back in here. The series True Riches. This is the last one of five parts. Um, came from me the other day when I was in Revelations 2.9, and Jesus said this to the church. He says, I know your afflictions and your poverty, yet you are rich. It's encouraging. Listen, because in the midst of your afflictions, in the midst of your hardships, in the midst of even your financial struggles, whatever the case may be, you can still be rich. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about spiritual riches. But as well, the Lord pours out more than we can contain sometimes. And so that it's I'm in Proverbs three and I broke down Proverbs three, one through ten, and I'm on the last one, verse uh, nine and ten. It says this. He says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. In other words, Solomon here is telling his son, he says, son, you do this, then this will happen. Here's a, here's a command and here's a promise to follow. And all these promises are true riches, things that us as Christians should truly desire for. Rather than having the riches of this world, we're trying to have the riches of the kingdom. And these are parts of it right here. Breaking it back down again. So if I was to call this rich, I would say the rich of more than enough or provision. Because the fact of the matter is, God is a God who provides for you. Philippians 4.19 says, And he will provide all your needs according to the riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And, uh, and man, I've got testimony after testimony of how God has provided um, over these past 10 years that I've been walking with him. So breaking it down a little bit further. He says, so honor the Lord with your wealth. Let's stop right there for a moment. Honor your your honor the Lord with your wealth. The word honor, man, basically means bestow, throw upon, like to sit, set up a high esteem. And he's saying honor the Lord with what? The wealth. You know what I found out today as well? It really just jumped out to me. So we all know that Solomon was the richest man ever at that point in time. Matter of fact, I think $2.2 trillion according to today's um, uh, currency. But the fact of the matter is, listen, man, the richest man in the world, what did he say do with your wealth? Honor God with it. Give it to God. Man, we go throughout this life trying to seek financial guidance, financial um, wisdom, all this other different stuff. And I'm, I'm thankful for financial advisors, but I'm going to give you the greatest financial uh, advice of all. Honor God with your wealth. Give him the first fruits of your, give him your tithe. Let, give him and honor him. Because what it does is it sets him above and you down here. Um, well, Matthew uh, 6, 19 and 21, we know the scripture right here. He says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in to steal. But store up yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in. Verse 21, for you, for your treasure is where, uh, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In other words, verse 24, he says, you cannot serve two masters. One cannot serve God and money. Um, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself, but the love placing money above God. And right here, when you honor God with your wealth, when you give him the first, uh, first fruits of your crops or anything else, you're basically saying, God, you are above my money. God, I'm trusting you and not my money because in this world, too many times we place our security, we place our trust, we place our dependency in our money rather than in God. And so us honoring God with our wealth, us giving a tithe or a tenth to God, us giving our first fruits and just giving is an uh, is an act of worship showing God saying, you know what, I honor you, I trust you rather than my own self and my own riches. 
He says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crop. Matter of fact, it also says this right here, Malachi 3, starting in verse 8. He says, will, will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this. The only time that the Lord says, test me, because uh, uh, he didn't say test me or anything like that and other different things. But the one thing he says, test me in is this right here. Giving your um, wealth to God, honoring God with your wealth or giving your tithe to God. He says, test me in this says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there is not room enough for uh, to store it up or for you to contain it. In other words, the Lord is saying right there, he's saying, listen, man, honor me with your wealth and just test me and see if I won't open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out more than you can contain. If you was to ask any born-again Christian, holy, I mean, like, I mean, truly believer of Christ Jesus that gives, they would have testimonies of how God has provided every need every time and that's the thing and so he says that he says honor God with your wealth give him the first fruits of all your crops then if you do that then your barns will be filled with overflowing and then your vats will brim with new wine in other words more than you can contain Luke 6 38 says this give and it will be given to you a good measure pressed down shaken together and running over it will be poured into your lap for the measure you give and you use it will be measured back unto you so in other words he's saying man give and it will be given back unto you but here's the thing about it we don't give to God to get we give to God to honor it's who we are because when we have the revelation of everything we have is his to begin with then we're just trying to be good stewards of what God has entrusted us with and, and and here's the thing, man. Uh, thing about tithe, man. It's it's an act of faith. Hebrews eleven six says this: without what? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so when you tithe, when you give to God, whether it's your tenth or whether whatever the Lord's laying on your heart, He talks about it. He says, be a cheerful giver. And He says, whatever you're laying on your heart, He says, give that. He says, and it'll be given back unto you. But it's an act of faith. I remember one time, man, I was, uh, I was without work for about a week or two. I was in transition between two jobs. And, uh, and so when I got my last check from my past job before this new one was going to come, it's going to be about a week or two before anything came in. And, uh, it was a whole lot less than I was expecting. And I had bills I had to pay. Like, I mean, I was fixing to be overdue, all these other different things, but I had the choice to make. When I received that paycheck and it was just enough for my bills and everything else, I had a choice to either, okay, let me go ahead and go pay all my bills and whatever I got left that I'm going to give to God. Or I could have acted in faith with a faith act and gave God his tent out of that and then whatever remained, pay my bills. And if I didn't have enough to pay my bills, you know what? The Lord still is going to provide. Well, this is what I've done. I honored God with my tithe, with the first fruits of it. And, and, and it, I didn't have enough left out of the check to pay my bills. But you know what? God provided. Man, God sent people my way to, to just randomly give me something or just whatever the case may be. But he provided that. And I need you to understand, man, it's an act of faith. When you honor God with your wealth, when you give, when you give your tithe, all that stuff, it is you showing God you're above my money. I'm not trusting in my money right now, but I'm trusting in you. My faith is in you. My treasures are in heaven and not here on earth stored up in this money. 
And so that's what he's saying. And so continue to go on. First Corinthians 3, 7, it says God brings the increase, you know. But let me end on this one right here. This is a good one. Mark 10. And I'll end it here. Mark 10, 29 and 30. Truly I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mothers or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. In other words, he's saying like, man, if you are willing to give up for the gospel, give up for the good news, for you to give up for Christ, whatever it is, your finances, other different things, man, place God above all that other different stuff. He says, no one who's given up all that stuff will receive as much, a hundred times as much in this present age. In other words, it's going to be worth it. He will reward you. We don't do it to seek the rewards. We do it out of honor, but God will provide because he is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And so Solomon is telling us on that last rich right here, the richest man in the world, what does he say do with your uh, money? Honor God with it. Honor God with your wealth. Give him the first fruits of your crop. The the what what when you was receiving income coming in, give God the tenth of it, a tithe of it, your first fruits, and then He will provide more than you can contain. Whether it's spiritually, physically, whatever the case may be, it's not up to you to understand because God knows what you need. We don't even know what we need. Honor God with your wealth and see. He says in the Malachi, He says, "Test me." Test me in this and see if I don't open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out more than you can contain. True rich number five, more than you can have, I mean more than enough in the provisions of God himself. Listen, y'all have a great day. God bless.